Hello, everyone, and thank you for tuning into my podcast, Xena Life is a Dominatrix. This is episode 44. This will be aired on Tuesday, August 22nd, 2023. Before I begin discussing today's topic, I just want to note that each and every of my podcast episodes, I have a link below every episode that states support the show today, and the link leads to my Venmo page. Tips are not obligated, but tips are greatly appreciated, so thank you very much. And for today's topic, this was a request from an individual on Instagram. All right, it is sensory deprivation. Sensory deprivation, isolation of the senses, which is sight, sound, smell, taste, and touch. Senses are being deprived or starved. The idea of sensory deprivation, well, it gives one a safe opportunity to know what it feels like to not have all five senses. When you're blindfolded or you don't have sight, it heightens the awareness of other senses. For example, sound. If you can't hear, perhaps you emphasize more on vision. With smell, perhaps you smell a very sterile room or a room that has no scent at all. When you can't touch, you are deprived or of the ability of self-control. Sen- sensory deprivation is a way of cutting off from all of the daily noise, all the lights, and all the media clutter. Unfortunately, lots of media can be toxic, so you're decluttering from toxic uh, media as well. So you can just focus on the void, nothingness, or the total flip side of this Uh, Like with light flashing, you can devote all of your attention to a singular thing. Sensory deprivation is a way for people to shut down or shut off all the extra lights and sounds of your everyday life. Sensory deprivation gives you a feel of floating, a feel of isolation. It's a distressor. It's euphoric. It's all about letting yourself go to a dominatrix, a bondage, practitioner, or a partner. Sensory deprivation in general, uh, you have to practice safe, sane, and consensual. Very important. It's important to set your boundaries. It's important for the person you're playing with to respect your boundaries. Play with someone who's experienced. Trust is essential. You have to trust the person you're playing with. You're handing yourself to someone else. You're giving up all control. So to be comfortable with the person you're playing with is very crucial. So some various examples. Sight. There are blackout blindfolds where you're unable to see a thing. Or light machines flickering. These particular devices train the eyes to focus all attention on a single light. By staring into these lights can give one a trans-like state. Again, it's related to letting yourself go, to letting go of all the control you have. Sound. There's earmuffs or earplugs or both. So you won't be able to hear a thing when you're plugged or muffed. Or earphones, so you can listen to soothing music or white noise. This is to create a sense of relaxation of soothing sounds or the calming sound 
of just silence. Smell. I mentioned a sterile room earlier, so a certain smells can trigger memories and emotions. For instance, a family member's fragrance or a cooking order, odor, for example, uh, let's say cookies baking in the oven or cleaning products or different oils, lavender oil, peppermint oil, or even worn panties. Taste. So if you're gagged or if your mouth is taped shut, you lack the ability to eat, to drink at your own free will. Touch. If you're mummified in saran wrap or placed in a body bag or straitjacket, you just lose the ability of free movement. You cannot correct your balance. You cannot touch a wall or the floor. So you have to trust the person you're playing with that, you know, you'll be in good hands. Bondage. When you're suspended from above ground, it will really give you a sense of floating. I would definitely suggest playing with an experienced bondage enthusiast who is skilled at suspension uh, when doing such activity. Or even being bound to a bondage sling. That's another feeling of being suspended. Tanks, flotation tanks. Uh, these tanks may help relieve stress. However, uh, one needs to be in the right mindset from the very beginning of the session of the flotation. It also assists with easing muscles, uh, muscle tension actually, so it can improve your mood as well. Uh, so when you're in this tank, if you're feeling stressed, you might come out not so stressed. Uh, that's just an example. Uh, sensory deprivation tanks are generally safe. So where to find a tank? I would suggest uh, looking in your city and your town and see if uh, your town maybe might have a facility that has uh, flotation tanks. Um, here in New York City, there are different facilities that have tanks, and as well as in Chicago and other big cities, but I'm not sure. Uh, you might have to definitely do a Google search on that. So floating could also help individuals with ADHD. Floating can reduce stress, promote cognitive abilities like helping you focus, and provides an instant break from overstimulation. So experiences. Experiences. I have a few experiences I'd like to share with you all. So one previous dungeon in Chicago, I uh, hosted play parties at uh, this dungeon had a coffin, a wooden coffin. There was an individual at the party who had asked me, hey, mistress, can you lock me in the coffin? And I said, are you going to be okay with that? He said, yes, I love bondage. I love sensory deprivation. And so I placed him in without placing him in a body bag. I just had him lay in the coffin. I think there was padding in the coffin if I, if I'm not, mis if I could remember right. So I, I had him, uh, lay down in the coffin. I shut the coffin door and, uh, he was in there for a good hour or so, hour, hour and a half. I can't remember the exact amount of time. And there were party guests at the party. They were actually sitting on the coffin, not knowing that someone was in there. So I looked at the guests and I smiled and then finally I told the guests, excuse me, I have to open this coffin door. <laughs> uh, 
and the guy in the coffin had a big grin on his face. The people sitting on the coffin were actually stunned. They had no idea somebody was in there. And so I just let him out of the coffin. I asked how he was doing. He said, oh, I'm just fine. He even stated that he fell asleep in the coffin. So when he was inside the coffin, he stated he could hardly hear a thing. He wasn't able to see a thing, just the wood, the wood from the coffin. And uh, he felt like a total isolating, isolation type of feeling he felt, and he really enjoyed it. Another experience I'd like to share, um, I've been in flotation tanks in the past, personally. Uh, it's been uh, years since I've been in one. It, usually it's about like 45 minutes to 60 minutes. Anyways, um, these tanks are filled with warm water and several gallons of, I believe it's Epsom salt, to uh, keep you floating. Anyways, I'd relax in the tank. The tank uh, would be black inside. The water would be warm. And uh, you're unable to see a thing when the tank is closed. So you just sit back, relax, you close your eyes, and you just float. So the first time I tried it, my mind, it just, my mind just couldn't stop thinking of the day. I think it was just a lot going on. I had a lot going on that day. The second time I tried it, I had more of a clear mind. And I was more relaxed when I came out. The third time I tried it, the salt water started to burn my eyes. Uh, sometimes people go into these tanks wearing earplugs and goggles, but I, I didn't. The fourth time, I just wanted to get out within 30 minutes of floating. And the fifth time was the last time. And after the fifth time, I just realized maybe floating isn't for me. So I tried it. I tried it. I tried it. And I thought, okay, maybe this will relieve my stress or my um, tension of my back. I remember... Uh, one of the times I had back pain too. And for me, it just, I don't know. I mean, I did feel like relaxed afterwards, but after the fifth time, I'm like, okay, I don't think this is for me. <laughs> it's not for everybody. I definitely don't recommend it for people that are claustrophobic. And um, actually I did, um, I did ask a friend about a tank, um, in her city and she stated uh, that the tanks actually they could close or they uh, you have the ability to keep them open so that's another option too so if you don't want to feel like locked in have this tank closed then you could just keep the tank open or something yeah so it's not for everybody but it's definitely fascinating and uh you know, it, everybody has a different experience. Some people have like memberships to these different flotation tank places. And uh, that's an option. It could be costly as well. Um, but again, I would definitely research on Google to see if your city or town has such devices. Uh, tanks, I mean. All right, another experience. Um, I have body bags and straight jackets that are excellent bondage gear for sensory deprivation. I'm not sure what the longest amount of hours I've kept one in bondage, but I make sure I'm with the person the entire time. I make sure that the person is okay. It's very important. 
Anyways, I've had one person, uh, this particular person in saran wrap. Then I placed the person in a body bag. Then I wrapped rope around the body bag. So I call this triple bondage effect. <laughs> uh, this individual really enjoyed the feeling of not moving one bit. Like total bondage, total helplessness. I do remember letting this person out of the bondage and all the sweat inside the saran wrap was just, I don't know. It was so much sweat. It was, it was a lot. <laughs> so I, I had given this person water. Um, so when you're in saran wrap for a period of time, you might feel um, thirsty. And uh, so that's why I have water easily accessible. And uh, I believe that this person was in bondage for two or three hours. I can't remember the time length, but uh, that was quite the experience for the person and myself. It was a lot of fun. And another experience, um, latex vac bed. Uh, the vac bed is another bondage device, also good for sensory deprivation. It's not for someone who's claustrophobic whatsoever. Rubber enthusiasts tend to be into vac beds, but not all of them, though. And not all the rubberists are into bondage, even. And if you don't know what a vac bed is, I, uh, you could Google vac bed. And you could see various uh, videos of a vac bed or uh, imagery of vac beds. And uh, they're quite costly as well. And uh, actually, I've made a few videos uh, on Bizarre Cinema of myself uh, placing a slave in a vac bed and having my way with him and her. <laughs> At any rate, uh, my, my first vac bed I purchased was in, uh, I want to say it was in 2006. It was a clear, um, no, it was transparent. It was transparent latex blue vac bed. Um, it, it came with a breathing tube, also good for breath play. Uh, not everybody's into breath play, so you would have to ask your partner who you're playing with if they're into that or if they'd like to experience that. But it's not for everybody. Um, definitely not for somebody that's claustrophobic, so I don't recommend that for people that are claustrophobic. Anyways, I wanted to try out my device uh, with my lady friend, who was also a dominatrix at the time. So I went in first. And I wanted to know what the feeling was like to be in the vac bed. So I said to her, I said, okay, I'll wiggle my arms when I want, want out. So basically you hook um, a vacuum to the vac bed and it sucks you right in. And uh, I was in there for like a couple minutes and then I wiggled my arms indicating, okay, it's time. And uh, the feeling, the first time the feeling um, it felt like I was floating from above ground, actually. And then she wanted to try it out, too. And she really enjoyed herself as well. And I would take this uh, vac bed to different, uh, different play parties that I'd host. And a uh, few individuals would be like, oh, let me try. Can I try? Can I try? That looks cool. What is that? Oh, I want to try. So my first question would be, okay, are you claustrophobic? A lot of them said no, and then um, the longest I've kept somebody in a vac bed was a good, oh gosh, let me think, let me think, maybe 30 minutes, um, gosh, 30 minutes, 45 minutes, I can't remember, it was, a, it was a long amount of time for somebody to be 
sucked in and basically I stay with the person the entire time and I make sure that they're okay um, with the with the vacuum the um, the vac bed the vacuum is so loud that I have to yell in the person's ear I'll say are you okay and then they'll nod yes and then before they go into the vac bed I'll say okay you have to wiggle your arms to indicate for me to let you let you out of the vac bed so I could turn off the vacuum and let you out of the vac bed and this one individual was in there for a good 30 minutes 45 minutes and I was like wow so I was basically placing my fingernails all over his uh, body and tickling him in the vac bed and covering the breathing tube gently and then uncovering it, covering it, uncovering it. But I wouldn't cover it the entire time because the person obviously needs air and this person was into breath play. So I asked, okay, are you into breath play? And... Um, Oh, and then, of course, the vibrator, so good vibration, and um, so all kinds of senses, all kinds of feelings uh, that the person had in the vac bed, and when I turned off the vacuum and unzippered the vac bed, I looked at his face, and he was just totally floating, totally like on a cloud nine, <laughs> so I call it subspace as well. He's like, oh my God, this was amazing, amazing. And uh, I do recall somebody else, um, she wanted to, this was at a play party, she wanted to try it out and she was in there for about 30 seconds and immediately, no, I'm sorry, 10 seconds <laughs> or maybe five seconds. I think the feeling of being trapped inside the vac bed just really freaked her out because I asked her the questions and I said, okay, wiggle your arms if you want out. And then within maybe five seconds, she wiggled and she's like, nope, nope, not for me, not for me. <laughs> so it's trial and error and see, seeing what you're comfortable with. Uh, for beginners, uh, if you would like to begin, I don't suggest getting a vac bed or um, suspension. I, again, I would recommend playing with somebody that's experienced with bondage. And, um, but for beginners, I would recommend a ball gag. I would recommend earmuffs, a blindfold, saran wrap that you could purchase at the hardware store or at a shipping store, the things you could find at the store. And I would definitely suggest safety scissors. So safety scissors, um, so when you're in uh, saran wrap, your partner can just cut you right out uh, with uh, using the scissors. So for every dungeon, every toy box, every playroom, you should have a pair of safety scissors. Very important. And also um, communication. So, you know, you want to ask your partner, are you Okay. Are you okay? Okay, good. Would you like some water? Okay, good. Um, how are you feeling? Okay, good. And don't leave your partner alone whatsoever. Very important. And it's important to play with somebody that's experienced, that you trust, uh, that you, um, you're basically letting yourself go to this person. And um, yeah, 
<laughs> this is a great topic to discuss. So um, if you all have any questions about sensory deprivation, feel free and ask. And I hope you enjoyed this listen. Again, uh, sensory deprivation and bondage is not for everybody, It's but it's a great way to let yourself go. It's a distressor. It's a great way to get out of that outside world world of static noise, loud, uh, toxic, uh, toxic media, um, stress from your everyday life, uh, lots of work, lots of heavy workload, and then you come in and uh, get wrapped up in bondage and just let yourself go and you're floating and, and you feel good afterwards. So it's all trial and error and uh, putting your mind at ease. So at first you might, you know, be nervous. You might be thinking a lot, a lot might be roaming in your mind, but it's all trial and error and uh, give it a shot. You know, it's okay to try it out maybe once, maybe twice, whatever you're comfortable with. Um, Let's see what you're into, see what you're not into. Not everybody's into being uh, blindfolded. Not everybody's into uh, being uh, ball gagged or having their mouth taped shut or breath play. See what you're into. And if you're not into it, then don't do it. And uh, communicate your limits to whomever you're playing with. And uh, yeah, I think I covered it all. So again, (laughs) I do have a link to my Venmo page Uh, Tips are not obligated, but tips are greatly appreciated. I hope you all enjoyed this uh, 22-minute listen of sensory deprivation on my podcast, episode 4 of Xena, Life as a Dominatrix. Thank you all very much for tuning in, and have a great day.